I love public art. I'm a big fan of public art. I think that this new piece of public art on the side of the Mackenzie House Museum is absolutely gorgeous. It's at 82 Bond Street. It's a portrait of a woman who happens to be one of Canada's most influential black women. I'm ashamed to say I've never heard of her before, but I'll be upfront as I always am on this show. I'm willing to learn and I want to know exactly why this woman's portrait is on the side of Mackenzie House um, Museum at 82 Bond Street in Toronto. And here to talk about is Umberine in Ayat, an award-winning artistic producer and curator at Mackenzie House. Welcome to the show, Umberine. Hi, thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about Marianne Shad. This is the woman that is in the portrait. You've basically painted out the front of the Bond House, uh, Mackenzie House Museum on Bond Street. You've painted it out black, and now there's a mural uh, on the whole front of the house. Tell us a little bit about the mural and who that is. Yeah, so um, in light of Emancipation Month, which has started on August 1st, City of Toronto and Toronto History Museums and I paired together to put up this glorious mural. So Marianne Shai was a visionary, a woman who was never to be silenced. So basically when the Slavery Act got passed in the U.S., she her family moved from the U.S. to Canada and they went to Windsor. And from there, she was really freedom fighting from a very, very young age in her teenage uh, years. And then she opened a school. She advocated for women's groups. She actually went to Howard University and they wouldn't give her her law degree because of sexism at the time. This woman in her 60s went and got a law degree and came back and sued the university. In the meantime, she launches this newspaper called The Provincial Freeman, which is all about advocating for emancipation. It was talking about life in Toronto and Canada so that it could go and the message could be spread to the U.S. that Canada was a safe haven and you could come to Canada through the Underground Railroad. She participated in a huge anti-slavery conference in 1851 at St. Lawrence Hall. She is a icon and she's also an example of erasure because you don't see her story and it's part of a larger problem where you don't hear about black history in our school system. These aren't household names, the same way you don't hear about indigenous history in our school system. So part of our way to challenge erasure is by putting up her portrait, celebrating mm -hmm. black excellence and hoping that people will never be able to unsee or unhear her name again. I think it's amazing to me that you said this is a woman that refused to be silenced and somehow we've managed to do that because I didn't know who she was. You know, I'm incredibly interested as a woman, as somebody that's lived in Toronto to find out, uh, you know, about strong women and strong Canadians that, you know, were, were forerunners in, I mean, she was a journalist. She was incredible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, Toronto History Museum is, is always celebrating women in September. They focus all on women's stories. So if you even go to their Instagram at Toronto History Museums, you'll see a lot of women's stories that you can just click on and learn about. But yeah, you have to do the work because, mm -hmm. you know, again, because of, I think, fear, because what happens when you hear about um, the other or you hear about people who have been oppressed, there's a fear behind it. And we have to do the work. We have to share these stories and we have to be the change. So thank you for having me here and allowing me to spread this message. Can I ask you a little bit about the portrait itself? I mean, she was just a stunning woman. The portrait is gorgeous. It's the entire two stories of this house. She is outfitted in what to me, and this might be ignorant to say this, so please forgive me if it is, but looks like South Asian wedding, um, you know, jewelry. You know, she's got this beautiful, 
um, headpiece on that it, it, and gold chains that extend down, you know, the sides of her cheeks and attached to these earrings. Can you tell us wh- why uh, the artist chose to decorate her or portray her so elaborately and what the significance is behind the elaboration? Sure, sure. Happy to do so. So the artist is Young Yummy. He's uh, definitely one of Toronto and one of Canada's uh, biggest talents, biggest artists that we have. He's extremely thoughtful. He thinks a lot about symbolism. And so you're absolutely right. She is adorned. So part of his practice is adornment. It really is using gold, using jewels to basically create a sense of reverence, a sense of respect. And so there's so many symbols that are encoded in what you see. So I would encourage everybody to go to Toronto History Museum's website. And there's a YouTube channel. Once you click on uh, Marianne Shad's photo, that will take you to Young Yemi's reflection. So he'll talk to you there and you'll get to see all the intricate details. Like, for example, the flowers are at the bottom of the necklace is the emblem she actually used to sign her name because she Mm -hmm. wasn't even able to put her name in her paper, not only because she was a woman, but because she was black. You know, there is the crest, there's a coat of arms that she's wearing. If you look at the bottom of her necklace representing royalty, and also there's flowers of the trillium representing Ontario. There's the North Star that's on her forehead representing the guiding light of the Underground Railroad. She's wearing purple. The colors that she's wearing has to do with royalty and the women's suffrage movement. There's so much embedded and coded Mm -hmm. in this language, but it's enough to grab you and say, wow, this woman deserves to be respected. And that's the intention of the artist's work and ours for presenting her in such a large scale. I really would. I hope that, um, you know, educators beyond yourself, but educators with young kids that are teaching history, look at this piece of art and decide, you know, maybe this is worthy of taking a snapshot of this art or his description of the page and adding it to the curriculum because it, it that to me would have excited me about history in school. And quite frankly, it was a, a boring and dry topic. Why? Because we weren't fully looking at the richness of our Canadian history. And hopefully we're at a turning point here. Absolutely. And that's exactly what Awakenings is about. It's using artists and it's using creativity and storytelling to bring history back to life again. It's allowing us to address erasure. It's allowing us to create and imagine these people within a current context so you can relate to them and you can see the glory and you can see the pain. But it's also allowing us to pave way for a new future where these stories are never forgotten. And that's the point of what we're doing. It's a creative way to educate. It's a creative way to hold space. And it's hopefully a way and opening for healing because when you don't see yourself represented, in the curriculum, in mainstream media, in everyday knowledge, you don't feel like you're worthy. Yeah, you don't feel like there's a place for you. (laughs) And there always was. It's silly, isn't it? There always was. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really looking forward to seeing this portrait. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate you. Have a great day. Ambarine Anayat is an award-winning artistic producer and curator at the McKenzie House, where you can see that beautiful portrait of Marianne Shad.